Hey guys, this is Gloria Vakmanyangsen and you're listening to the Musings Over Coffee podcast. A short, candid, no-fuss podcast for creative professionals where we'll be talking business, leadership and personal development. This month has been an emotional roller coaster. I have had incredible moments surrounded by incredible people. I have also had days where I wanted to literally roll up in a ball, rock myself back and forth to sleep and never wake up. It has caused me to reflect and reaffirm so many things, including who and what I am attracting and or repelling and where I choose to invest my energy. The biggest lesson I have learned during this time is to trust my intuition a lot more and to be truly intentional about the people I choose to surround myself with. I have also come to understand that not everyone is meant to be in your life and that it is okay to let people go and still love them. A few weeks ago, I asked you to send me questions that you'd like me to answer on today's podcast and I have received some pretty interesting questions. I am going to attempt to answer as many of them as I possibly can, simply because I want to try to keep the solo episodes within 15 minutes. If I'm unable to answer your questions on this podcast, I will reach out to you individually and ensure you receive clear answers from me. Okay, so let's delve right in, shall we? Question number one, what does success mean to you? Okay. This is a tricky one because my definition of success has completely evolved in the last decade or so. For me, at this point in my career, success is being able to serve others from a place of choice and a place of rest. Success for me is being able to spend more time with the people I love and with the people who love me. It is being at a place of confidence where I feel at liberty to choose who or when or where and how much to work for. It is being able to choose to spend my time on projects that speak to my heart without feeling as though I'm cheating myself out of acquiring more. I absolutely love my job and I feel indomitable almost when I'm working on a project that excites me. But at the same time, I want to have an enjoyable life outside of my work. And the accomplishment of these parallels is one of the definitions of success for me. I could make more and more money. I could triple, quadruple my business profits. I could win myself more accolades and be perceived better than the next person. But will that make me happier? Will that make me feel more fulfilled? Will that make me feel my best self? You see, the problem with more is that there's never enough. In this new social media world of endless happy people photos, and our timelines filled with people celebrating one achievement after the other, it is easy to assume that everyone but you is living a better, more accomplished life. We watch other people's highlight reels and carve our definitions of success out of what we feel the world expects of us. And therefore, we spend all of our time chasing the next shiny thing, trying to impress people we hardly even know, trying to win acceptance from strangers on the internet instead of looking inside ourselves and asking ourselves if we are truly happy. My ultimate definition of success is to be able to celebrate other people's accomplishments and not in any way feel threatened by their growth, 
Because when I look inward, I am completely fulfilled within myself. This is what success means for me right now. Okay, question number two. What drives you to stay excellent in an environment where most people are content with being average and the smallest effort is celebrated? That's a good question. My team and I are passionate about creating memorable events and have been privileged to work with some of the world's leading multinational brands. We have also had the incredible opportunity to plan and produce over 100 weddings for brides across five continents in the last six years alone, and some of these have been very high profile. However, I would never describe myself as excellent. I do not believe I have reached a level of excellence that I aspire to. My prayer every day is that the good Lord grants me the wisdom and the strength to be the best version of myself that I can possibly be. And in the process, I hope to positively impact as many people as I can so that they too can live the best version of themselves. When you approach life as a learning curve, as an opportunity to acquire more knowledge, when you embrace and learn from your mistakes and build on every setback as a step up to a better and more advanced version of yourself, you can only grow. I read an article a few years ago by a gentleman called Paddy Spence, who made the point that building a business requires an ongoing level of sustained passion that managing and maintaining a business from a corporate position requires less of. He makes the argument that to be an entrepreneur, you need to have tolerance for immense risk and the ability to wear a lot of hats. Personally, I love the fact that my job is so unpredictable. However, wearing many hats also means that I will be brilliant at some things and other things, perhaps not so much. So for instance, I love to create, I love to draw, I love to design new things, but I suck at accounting. I always say that if my husband didn't take care of the accountant and the business taxes, I'd probably be in jail by now. I don't even know where the tax office is. So no, I haven't become what I am today by ever seeing myself as excellent. I have by seeing myself as human, by seeing myself as susceptible to mistakes, as fallible, and as a sponge for knowledge and for correction. That is how I have been able to come this far. That is how I intend to go farther. When I leave this planet, I want to leave some kind of a legacy behind. And that is what inspires me to always show up and to give others the best version of myself possible. Originality of thought is your currency, guys. Seek intellectual wealth the same way you seek financial freedom and the universe will reward you with an infinite storehouse. Question number three. How does one affirm his or her life's true purpose? The simple answer to that, trust your gut. You know, intuition is a powerful, magical thing. If something does not sit well with your spirit, walk away from it. Don't fight it. I believe the universe is always telling us what is right and wrong for us and what parts we must follow, what our true calling is. But we ignore these voices. We talk over these voices. Two of my favorite quotes center on purpose. The first one, I'm not sure who said it, but it rings along the lines of purpose is the reason you journey and passion is the fire that lights the way. The second one is by Bishop T.D. Jakes. He says, if you can't figure out your purpose, 
Figure out your passion. Your passion will lead you right into your purpose. You know, when we consider what our purpose or calling in life is, we need to be able to tune into our inner voice so that we can gain clarity. What are the things that excite you? What is the one thing you'd be willing to do if money was no issue? What is the one thing that keeps you awake at night? What is the thing that beats through your chest and still makes you smile? That one thing. And sometimes that thing can branch into two or three, but they will all probably link back to the original idea or the grand vision. Pursue that thing with all of your heart. It is usually what you have been called to do. When we first started considering launching our own event planning business, we couldn't stop thinking about it. We couldn't stop talking about it. We were willing to risk everything to see this dream come alive. And eventually, we did risk everything when we both quit our 9-to-5s to invest all of those tear-filled nights into this business. A little over two years ago, I discovered a unique passion for mentoring and coaching other event professionals via my new venture planners have. I felt the same way we felt in 2006 when we first started talking about Planet Ghana. My ambition is to foster a community of women who inspire, encourage, and support each other to live their wildest dreams without the fear of unfair judgment or prejudice. Everything I do now leads back to this vision because I feel this is my calling. And when I see the young women who have trained with me go ahead to launch their own event planning businesses, when I see them be successful, there's a joy in my heart that I find difficult to describe. When my brides write back to me to tell me how their wedding was a complete fulfillment of a dream they've had since they were little, I cannot contain myself. I love my job. I love what I do. And right now, this minute, there's no place I'd rather be. That's how I know that this is it. This is my calling. This is my purpose. Right, question number four. How do you ensure you deliver your best work without getting burned out? The simple answer to that is learn to say no to others so you can say yes to yourself a lot more. I have shared this in the previous blog post, but let me share this with you again on this podcast. One of my new mantras is when you have clarity in your business, you will have clarity in your message. When you have clarity in your message, you will be able to attract the kind of clients who appreciate and value you. One of my business goals in the second half of last year was to fine-tune Planet Ghana's ideal client profile, narrow our niche even further, and be truly intentional about creating the best value possible for our clients. What this has meant for me and for my business is that I should be able to graciously but firmly say no to others, knowing that the people I choose to say yes to will receive 110% from us. A lot of us struggle with people pleasing and saying yes to every opportunity. We fight our gut feelings, book too many jobs or clients who aren't a good fit and end up working on projects which do not speak to our hearts. Do you know the one thing that is worse than saying no? Showing up exhausted or worse, uninspired. There's nothing more draining than working with someone who makes you hate your job. Now, I know it's difficult to say no to new opportunities, especially to a paying client. I still struggle with this myself sometimes. But I have come to understand that no isn't always a negative. 
No can mean, hey, I am not in a position to assist you with A, but I'm happy to support you with B. No can mean, please give me permission to introduce someone else who will be able to serve you a lot better. I have learned the hard way that people will appreciate and respect you so much more if you say, hey, thank you so much for choosing us because we want you to have a wonderful wedding planning experience. Here are contact numbers for X, Y, and Z, who we trust will be a better fit for you as an example. Instead of reluctantly saying yes, knowing you're setting yourself up for fail. Growth doesn't always mean quantity, guys. It means focusing on the things that will move your business forward. It means freeing up your time so that you can do more of the tasks that you enjoy. It means protecting your energy and prioritizing self-care so that you can give 110% to the people you truly care about, to the projects that excite you. It is okay to say yes to yourself a lot more and to the clients you choose to work with by declining some of the new opportunities that come your way. We need to learn to choose projects that speak to our hearts. We need to learn to choose clients we have no trouble inviting to our homes for dinner or across the street for coffee. We need to choose energy that aligns with our purpose. That is the only way we can give our best self. Question number five. What is the best business advice you have ever received? The best business advice I have ever received came from the CEO of Multimedia Group, Chrissy Chung. This is many years ago, but I, I have never forgotten it. And the more our business grows, the more our experiences validate his advice. He sat next to me in my then small office on a rare random visit, and he said, by all means, watch what your competition is doing and try to get a fair idea of what you have to offer, but never copy the competition. Never compare yourself to other businesses in your industry. Establish your own niche and expertise. Find out what it is that your prospects want and simply do what it is that guarantees that they keep coming back and or refer you business. Once you've done that, stick to your secret formula and improve on your service offering. He couldn't have said it any better. In the creative industry especially, we tend to get distracted a lot by what our competition is doing. We focus on that rather than what will make us stand out from the crowd. If there's anything I have learned as an entrepreneur, it is this. Comparison will kill you. If your motivation comes from the sole desire to outdo others, you have already lost. I always say to my mentees, learn to stay in your lane. Be true to who you are and don't you ever lose your focus. This is the one formula that will never let you down. Guys, as always, it has been a complete pleasure hanging with you. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and leave a review. And if you know anyone who will benefit from this podcast, please share it with them so they can listen too. If you'd like to know more, you can find me on musingsovercoffee.com and on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at musingsoc. I will catch up with you again soon. Until then, keep it real, keep safe, and stay topped up. Bye-bye.